0: The Pleasure Project with Donna Skoglund, Day 55. One of the most challenging things about navigating the human experience is overcoming this primitive urge to want to control other people's thoughts about us. And we have this primal instinct to want to avoid rejection, be liked, be accepted, because that is how we survived over thousands and thousands of years. If we were kicked out of a tribe, that literally meant death. We would have to fend for ourselves, and that was really hard thousands and thousands of years ago. So nowadays, we still try to control other people and how they think and feel about us by overly managing ourselves, and this is exhausting, and what happens is we actually create the opposite result of what we really want so what we all want is true meaningful deep intimate connection we want to feel like we can be ourselves in relationships and that people will like us and love us and accept us for ourselves because trying to be someone different in a relationship is not sustainable it takes so much energy and effort and it just doesn't feel good so what ends up happening like when we are overly trying to control other people's thoughts and feelings about us is we overcommit to things we say yes to things we don't want to do we are not ourselves and then we feel like we can't show up authentically and say what we really mean and be honest. And then we get ourselves into a place where we just don't really know how other people really think about us because we're not even showing our true selves to them. So I think, you know, it's hard enough to try to manage our own thoughts and feelings. (laughs) So trying to manage other people's thoughts and feelings is, is truly a waste of our time. So if you identify as someone that does people, please, I think recognizing that when you're doing that and how much energy and effort you're using to try to do that, and also how in the long run, it only creates more resentment, more disconnection, more dis-ease in relationships. So last week, I was in an argument with my husband and our dynamic in arguments is that he is that he goes into fight mode where he argues he basically you know has you know the verbal attacks and then I go into freeze mode and this is because when I think of engaging in the same way he does and kind of doing the same thing as just going back and forth back and forth In my mind, that's just a game of ping pong and it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't resolve anything and it just leads to more and more escalated emotions and it's useless, it's pointless, and it feels terrible. So, what I do is I just shut down, I get quiet, I disengage, which is also not good because I'm doing that because my thought is I'm not being heard, I'm not being understood. But then the way that I show up by being quiet is I don't actually help myself be understood by try to, by trying to explain myself. So I was, you know, watching myself in this interaction and I basically just said, I'm not going to argue with you. And I think I went into another room and I can't remember who texted who first, if it was him or me, but we started a a kind of a text conversation. And in that moment, I, I, kind of made a decision to explain myself, which I I normally just, I kind of half try, but because I'm thinking, you know, I, I kind of shut down and I feel like I can't think clearly when I'm in those escalated emotions and then I don't like how I'm showing up and then I don't feel heard and it's just this vicious cycle. So in that moment, because I had the time and space and I was able to calm down and think clearly And craft a well thought out response I actually was able to make my point and it was understood and I was like okay that's so interesting I can how can I take this into arguments moving forward and I my first thought was like oh I'll just always have I'll just always argue in texts and never in person (laughs) I don't know if I'll do that but it was giving myself the space to pause, to think about the situation, step back from the heat of the moment and look at both sides and then be able to really look at my side and how I felt about my side. And if I liked my reasons for my side and then from that place of feeling clear and confident and convicted, I was able to speak my piece. So I wanted to share that because I think, you know, in relationship, whether we're overly focused on the other person and their thoughts and feelings, or we just feel like we're we're not showing up the way that we want to in relationships, we're not maybe showing up honestly, authentically, clearly, I think the pause can really help. And often when I'm coaching clients and they're, we're talking about a relationship and we're talking maybe about an argument or like how to communicate in relationship, I'll have clients ask me, you know, what should I say? And instead of telling them what they should say, I I always ask, how do you want to feel towards this person? Or how do you want to feel about the situation? Because our feelings are what drive our actions. So when we're just thinking about words, it's like the end product of what you're thinking and feeling instead of thinking about how do I wanna think and feel about this person? And then I'll know the exact right thing to say. And I think the most powerful emotion we can cultivate in any relationship is love. And when you're feeling love towards someone, whatever comes from that thought, the, the words, the behaviors, how you're showing up, is going to be positive. And if you can't get to love, maybe it's simply acceptance of that person, of who they are. If if maybe there's parts of who they are that you don't necessarily agree with, like, but there can you can maybe possibly get to either acceptance or even just neutrality of being able to just be more neutral. So, Creating the pause and then deciding how you want to show up in the situation, how you want to think and feel in the situation will allow you to show up in the situation from a place that you feel good about, whether that's in arguments, whether that's in dynamics where you see yourself going into people-pleasing mode. And, or you see yourself kind of going along and being someone else and not being yourself and not being the person that you ultimately want to be, creating this pause can do wonders to your relationship. And I think that our relationship is, you know, it, we can't affect other people's thoughts and feelings. However, I think a very important way we can improve our relationships is thinking about what the other person might be thinking and feeling and really seeing their perspective, seeing things from their side will allow you to look at the whole picture in a different way versus just looking at it from your way. Because the thing is when we people please and when we try to control other people's thoughts and feelings about us, it's ultimately, it's, it's coming from a selfish place. It's coming from a place that like we want to feel good. So we're going to try to do the thing that will make the other person give us their approval or however we want them to react so that we can feel good instead of thinking about really what serves the highest in the relationship, in the situation. So I'd love to hear if you are someone that people pleases, if you, what you find challenging in certain relationship dynamics. And if you need any help with this, reach out on Instagram at Donna Scoglund. And I love to coach on relationships. Relationships are the number one factor to our happiness, to our own personal joy and pleasure in life. And so the quality of our relationships really matters. And a few simple tweaks within your relationships can make a big difference. So I will talk to you tomorrow.